I listen to the Black Guy You Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Wednesday wrapping up the week. Um, We had a great week. Uh, but you know it's not over until we talk about The Walking Dead. That's right. It's Walking Dead recap time. Um, before we get to that, the official weapon of the show is the folding chair. And the unofficial sport. <laughs> bullet ball. At Bullet Ball Extreme. <laughs> Find our podcast everywhere you get podcasts. Leave us five-star reviews, especially if you're one of the people that wanted us to do these recaps. Yes. And we're doing them, and you're listening, and you're like, I didn't even leave these motherfuckers a five-star review. And they are literally giving us an episode a week where they could be talking about gender wars or they could be talking about politics or they could be talking about pop culture and celebrities or whatever we are not doing that because you wanted this and we made a promise and we Mm -hmm. pledged to do that and so leave us a five-star review if you haven't already because like this is literally for you yeah, this is okay. for you. We see the download numbers. It's just a few of y'all. Come on. <laughs> it's a handful. I can't believe y'all ain't leave five-star reviews. Every every last one of y'all. We should have thousands by now. All right. Um, without further ado, we can go ahead and get into this recap. You know how it goes. Um, so this is episode 175. It is episode 22 of this final season season 11 it's called faith uh karen what'd you think about this episode in general (laughs) this episode was good the ending was i don't know why it was absolutely hilarious to me Mm -hmm. but overall this was a really really good episode it it lived up to the quote-unquote trial of the century with eugene i had a ball yeah i laughed at the ending of the episode too (laughs) in a good way yes um and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it as well. A lot was happening um, mm-hmm. very they, quickly. They covered a lot, uh, which is good. I always like when they go fast. Uh, just like, like that. Like, why are we fucking around? Yeah, I fuck with the pacing. Um, but yeah, we're about to get into it and break it break it down. All right. I broke this into three segments. Okay. Slavery. I hate slavery. On the road again. And the people versus Eugene Porter. Come on, the people versus Eugene. I'm doing the people versus Eugene Porter last, not because it's the most like important, but because the way it ended is like the, the way to end the show, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll start with On the Road because it's the most like shortest and like get it out the way. Then we'll get into slavery, which was a lot happening. It was. So On the Road, the last time we saw these people, they was on the road. Now, we said last week we thought they must have been in Alexandria by now. Apparently, we were wrong. Aaron, Lydia, Elijah, and Jerry are still on the road with the supplies and that horse. Yeah, and and to an extent, and I guess it makes sense because, you know, they got, you know, Jerry's hurt. They probably slowed their pacing down. They probably couldn't move as quickly, you know, as they would have if everybody would have been 100%. Yeah, Jerry didn't seem to hurt this episode, but I don't, I don't, it's no reason to assume a lot of time passed. It just 
felt like a t- lot of time had passed, but right. there, there's no, we just assumed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they were on the road. They're cautious about the idea of the variant walkers because they don't know if that's just a one in a million or one in a hundred. They don't know. Right. Um, but they hear somebody moving through the woods and it turns out to be our old friend Luke and a woman named Jules, who I don't remember Jules like that. I think it was Luke's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, that he yeah, the one was he, macking on. Yeah, the one he ended up standing at the ocean side when everybody else left. He was like, nope, I found the love of my life right here, and I'm standing at the ocean. Listen, okay? It's slim pickings. Come on, I only got one life to live, and okay. I'm here. If a woman choose you in the z pock you just go ahead, and that's where you live now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why Eugene ready to die. I don't Come on. Uh, so Luke and Jules inform our crew Aaron and them that the Commonwealth has actually taken over Oceanside because mm-hmm. they're like oh we're coming to Oceanside and they're like no <laughs> the, you not the hell you is it's locked down mm-hmm. don't go up in there they said basically some people from the Commonwealth showed up Hornsby uh and his troops just took over the the whole Oceanside and uh they didn't get caught um, because they were like out scavenging, yeah. and so they hid behind a house. They talked to Rachel, who was the leader of Oceanside, um, who you know we haven't seen it forever, right? And Rachel basically told them, "Y'all need to leave and warn everybody else what's happening." Right, like we need somebody to, to tell them what's happening because, like, we're gonna get captured. But if y'all are free, y'all don't get caught too, because then they won't even know that this is happening. Which technically they didn't know right. what was happening. Yeah, this is all surprise to us. We didn't mm-hmm. know about Alexandria till mm-hmm. last week, right? So they kill some walkers while they're doing this exposition, you know, um, and then Luke talks about how he regrets leaving and they should have stayed and then Aaron tells him like nah look look what happened you found us you found you like we got our other crew right behind us because as far as they know Connie and all those yeah. people were heading b- Out right behind, behind them. them right and that now they don't know that Connie and them got ambushed and kidnapped mm-hmm. and shit but they're like listen you found us. We gonna go. We gonna get Oceanside back. Don't worry about that. Yeah, and also I think with Aaron, particularly with I think last week or the week before last, he kind of went through that thing where you're rushing and you you know you 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 don't have any strategy behind what you're doing. You can literally just fuck everything up. He was like, no, it's some good things happening here because. Y'all found us, which is a good thing. Versus if y'all would have tried to quote unquote stay and fight, they probably would have wiped all y'all out. Right, and so, or, or I mean, even if they didn't wipe you out, because that doesn't seem to be the Commonwealth thing of like they find a community and wipe you out, but they will put you like on lockdown and fucking, you know, they Aaron and them don't know about the slavery shit, but just the come fact on. that you're no longer free to come and go, right? Is as a you lot. please. Yes. So then, um, uh, a herd of walkers approach and they hide behind like the the, the horse cart. Um, and then Lydia looks at a walker like she has an idea. Um, and they're, cause they're like, the walker's going to see us. What are we going to do to get away from this herd? So then we see they cut to the night and later in that night, they have covered themselves in walker blood and merged with the herd. Now they did not do the full whispers. Like they didn't put on zombie mask, uh, from the flesh, mm-hmm. but they covered themselves in the walker blood. And we yeah. know the walkers will leave you alone if you do that. Right. And it's also one of those things where the hurt was probably so big. It was like, we'll blend in regardless. Maybe. And, yeah, and it maybe, was nighttime too. Maybe, but like troopers were coming. The herd was there. 
There was a lot. Um, the reason I bring this up is because the troopers, for some reason, had Jeeps, and they had spotlights on the back of the Jeeps, and they were leading the zombies somewhere. I'm not sure where they were leading them or why they were doing it. The reason it made me nervous is because they didn't cover their faces. So you got actual walkers next to, like, Lydia in a hoodie. And so with these spotlights, you can't really see what the troopers are looking at, but they can see you. So I was like, you know, with it being six or seven of them dispersed throughout the crowd, it would only take one or two glances for a trooper to be like, wait, is that a fucking person? And just mow down the whole fucking zombie herd. So that's what I was worried about. It didn't happen. You know, convenient Mm -hmm. walkers just happened to be like walking right by your face as the spotlight. Mm -hmm like went on like luke or whatever so <laughs> like they was playing a good video game yeah. yes but what what do you think the 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 troops were doing with those walkers they was leading them to somewhere i also think that's that, what i'm saying like where like what what do you think I, the plan is i'm not sure where okay. but uh i know that they could literally be leading them back to commonwealth because i also think that you know before when a dude was like listen i think that you know there may have been some walkers they may have had in the vicinity to produce that kind of growling sound on the outside. And the, the thing is, those walkers never actually came in. The walkers that were in there were the people that they killed. So that made me think, okay, y'all actually kind of use these walkers as a convenience to kind of keep the people um, in line whenever they start cutting up. It's like, oh, the walkers outside, and everybody goes into panic mode and shut down and just go back to normal. Yeah, it's like how you want a kid to, like, go to bed and you're like, you know, knock on the floor and be like, the ghost outside, you better go get in the bed. Like, that's how they do the people mm-hmm. in the Commonwealth. But yeah, I had the exact same thought was whatever they're doing with these walkers, they're weaponizing them and um, probably using them to scare people or something. Yes. And so, like I said, I, I'm not sure which community they're going to, but odds are it. Commonwealth. I can't see them going like they possibly could be going to the other communities. Well, we but have I wouldn't know no why. idea where they are located. No, we don't. We they have no idea where they're at field. on the road, how close they are to Alexandria, Oceanside, or the Commonwealth. Yeah, and they might not even know. They're just kind of just walking with the zombies. Yeah, um, but they with that herd now. As long as those you know troops are there, mm-hmm. um, Lydia drops her knife by bumping into a zombie, and then another zombie falls, picks up the knife, and gets back up. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a zombie, not a mm-hmm. not a whisperer, and it definitely wasn't one of the crew. Right. So I guess the, this must be another variant, and mm-hmm. now variants know how to use knives. Yeah, use knives, open up doors and shit. Right. Like that's just that. They found a way to make zombies a little bit different and scarier. Zombies a that can whole use lot scarier. Zombies that can use like fucking tools is a whole like <laughs> other fucking genre. Just kill me. I don't want to live in that fucking zombie apocalypse. That's world. a whole danger. Like the only thing that uh, they got left is for the motherfuckers to start just sprinting towards you. Right, well, right, right. I like mean, they, you- well, like so. The thing is, we've all seen fast moving zombies in other movies and stuff. I've never seen zombies that can use tools. This is a first for me. That's true. Like, I've seen the fast zombies. Those are the scary ones, too. The ones that hunt by sound, hunt by this. I don't think I've ever seen a zombie just, like, pick up a knife and be like, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, what? (laughs) What's the point of this? I got a weapon, bitch. I'm a weapon and I got a weapon. Yeah. Double weapons. Yeah, <laughs> you think you say next thing you know you you fucking hear a key and it come in you're like how the fuck you get a key right 
Uh, so that was it for the on the road. Now let's get to slavery. This is kind of long, but I'll try to get through it. Mm-hmm. We get another montage. Judith voice. Negan is who it's about. And it's Negan as like killing Glenn. And it's Negan like with his wife in that flashback episode where she died of cancer. And he could, you know, t- she turned into a zombie and all this shit. Um, then we cut to regular present day. Negan's doing some hard labor. Now th- t- I'll give the, the people credit. He was carrying a big ass piece of wood. Yeah, he was doing that hard labor. Yeah, this felt like some nobody knows. <laughs> yes, it did. Like that was that was some real slavery he was doing. Um, then we see them doing some Ocean's Eleven heist shit, where like Kelly's doing sign language to Magna, being like, "It's two guards inside, four guards on the perimeter," and <laughs> then you know, uh, uh, like uh, she tells Kel like. Magna tells Zeke and then like or, or Magna tells Negan then Negan writes it down on a map yeah, then and then he's doing, supposed to hand the map to Zeke yeah somebody was Kelly was doing they were doing some sign language yeah shit. that's what yeah. I said earlier okay. the first thing was Kelly doing sign language to Magna to tell okay. her the number of guards in the positions so this was like their Ocean's Eleven like we're gonna get scout the perimeter figure out the shifts of the guards da 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 now why they needed to write it down I don't know because it was like one, they were allowing them to speak to each other. And then two, the numbers weren't crazy. It was like two guards inside, four guards on the perimeter or something. It wasn't <laughs> like a it wasn't like they was like, listen, it's two on the outside, three underground, five on the yeah, top. It's but, like they literally got a skeleton crew because they're like, We actually got the guns, so we don't need a lot of us to fuck y'all up. But I think they wanted to show that our crew was, you know, being our crew. Yes. They was they was getting ready to get the fuck out. Tyler Davis is a guy that we saw a long time ago when we first got to the Commonwealth. He took Max hostage and then turned himself in eventually. I forget who talked him into turning himself in, but someone talked him into turning himself in. Was it Mercer? Or was it his sister? Yes. I don't remember. Someone talked him down, Yes, I don't remember I just remember he didn't kill Max. He didn't Mm -hmm. kill himself. I don't remember who. But someone talked him down. I want to say, in my mind, it feels like it was Zeke or somebody. Oh, it was Daryl. There you go. Yeah, it was Daryl. And so... We have not seen Tyler forever. Oh, Tyler yeah. been slaving. <laughs> yes, he has. He been, he been he working hard on the field. We wonder what happened to Tyler. I thought maybe he, they killed him or some shit, mm-hmm. but they didn't have a, a mock trial like they gave Eugene. So Mm-mm. they took him out and, and put him in, and in chains. Shipped to the chain gang. Right. And so uh, Princess tells Zeke about Tyler and says, hey, that's that dude. Maybe we can use him in our revolution. And Zeke is like, I thought he kidnapped Max. And she's like, I didn't say I like him. I just said he got balls. <laughs> right? She was like, what they got to do with anything? This is also a big deal because this is our first time knowing that Princess got kidnapped. And she's here now. Because mm-hmm. last time we saw her, she was basically telling uh, telling Mercer, I'm getting out of town. So I guess right. they didn't let her leave. They took her. They, they kidnapped on her way out of town. Mm, probably right after she t- t- spoke with him. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because Princess was determined to just be leave everybody alone and go home. Yes. And they still kidnapped her. Um, then uh, we cut to the warden who's on the hill. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm skipping something. So Negan is supposed to get a map to Zeke with the, with the position of the guards. He instead gets distracted by seeing Annie doing some work and he asks the guard, can she get a break? And 
the guard is like, you know, thinking first. He's thinking Negan's talking about himself. He's like, no, no breaks. Get back to work. And he's like, not for me, for my wife. He, you know, she's pregnant. He didn't want, he didn't say she was pregnant, but he's like her condition or something. And then they basically was like, man, get your ass back to work. They uh, beat him up. They put, and he tries to help. They push her to the ground. Negan out here like, give us free. Right. <laughs> now also like, one of the things about this Negan shit is, I would be a little more okay with Negan like throwing himself in front of, you know, the guards to, you know, take a stand. If if Annie would calm the fuck down, but right, every time he do some shit, Annie runs over to try to help him. My banana king. Right. <laughs> and Annie, but the thing for Annie is that like she's pregnant, and right. I worry about like her. She punched the guard, and then they pushed her down and dragged her yes, away, and she I'm like. Did. I'm like, yeah, come she on, y'all. Like, I'm pregnant, but I, but you're gonna get these hands. I'm like, what about this motherfucking like uh, black maternal health rate? What are we doing? <laughs> what is we doing? I don't want to see little 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 fetus get jarred. Like mm-hmm. she want to have the baby. Let's like Eric, you calm down. Let, right. let your white man use his white privilege. Come on. What's the point of being with a vanilla king if you're not gonna let him be vanilla? Yes. Uh, the warden's on a hill. He oversees all this stuff with Negan. And we cut a little further away, and Daryl and Carol are also on a different hill looking down, doing reconnaissance, and they see everything that's happening with Negan and them. Mm-hmm. Carol, Daryl, Rosita, Gabe, Connie, and Maggie from last week, they all talk uh, like, hey, we seen Daryl's like, we seen them. They, 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 they stuck. They, like, they going to die down there. Yeah, we got to get them out. Ain't nobody getting free. And they do bring up that the kids are not there. So they're still looking for their kids, you know, Coco, Judith, Herschel, all that. So the kids aren't down there doing slave work, but the adults are. Carol's like, well, uh, not Carol, Maggie, I think, said we can go down there and get them. And they're like, no, Mm-mm. it's too many guards. They're all armed. We can't just go down there and get them. And the kids ain't down there. Right. And it's also one of those things, too, where you go, if we do this, they'll alert people like you know we have to actually be strategic in everything we do so what they decide to do instead is to infiltrate alexandria um because i guess wherever they're working is either it's close enough to alexandria for i guess our crew to know like all right we'll they're taking them back to alexandria eventually we'll just go break in alexandria yes and they know the layout of the land because they know where alexandria is mm-hmm. so maggie and carol they all split up in the in the twos maggie and carol they're going to infiltrate into carol's old house to see if maybe they can get a lead on where the kids are gabe and rosita they got to stay behind and be sharpshooters uh even though rosita definitely wants to go look for coco and she's like if y'all motherfuckers take too long i'm coming down anyway <laughs> right so get your shit together now and then daryl and connie said they're gonna take the sewers to infiltrate into alexandria um so basically it splits all the, the group up mm-hmm. they tool up they head out in the cafeteria the slaves negan and zeke sit by tyler and they try to convince tyler to like you know help them overthrow this like you know prison situation and he was like master being good to me i'm not gonna turn my back on master i get i get three meals a day i maybe lay my head down i don't know what y'all talking about i know i am not gonna leave this plantation well he was shook because they have tried to revolt before mm-hmm. and people get killed and he's like like 
y'all think y'all the first motherfuckers to try to do a revolution in here? No, nah, it's not going to work. Zeke is like, listen, man, you got to have faith things can change or else they won't. And, of course, you know, Tyler's looking at them like new fish. Like, nigga, this is jail. We're here till we die. Accept it and move on. Uh, while they're convincing him with the hope and change speech, the guards come in and take Negan away. And they're like, come with us. He tried to take, like, one more bite of his food. Then he's like, where's my wife? And they're like, get your ass up. <laughs> he was like, no. Uh, and so Tyler, after they take, after Negan's taken away, Tyler looks at Zeke and goes, you on your own. Basically, like, y'all talking about hope and all this shit. They already yoking y'all up. What the fuck? This plan ain't going to work. They already suspicious. <laughs> this is not going to work. So they sit Negan down in the warden's office. And the guard, that's, one of the guards that sits Negan down, his name number is 197 because remember the warden says they don't use names here. Mm-mm. It's interesting to me as a character choice because it's hard to do a TV show or just life not using names. Right? So it doesn't make any sense to me, you know. But obviously he's trying to dehumanize them and make them mm-hmm. feel like, you know, disassociated from being actual human beings. But still, it's just like impractical to me. So he calls the guard number 197, which, you know, might as well call him John, like whatever his name is then. Mm -hmm. But he tells the guard in front of Negan that, hey, 197, your transfer has been denied. And the dude is like, but my brother is sick. And he's like, well, if that's too bad because you went behind my back to ask for a transfer. And now you're going to be doing six more months of hard duty here in the prison um so you know you ain't gonna get to go see your brother um and we see the guard is mad because his fist is balled up negan Mm -hmm. makes a note of that yes he does and then um the guard leaves and the warden basically says to negan like hey in that area where you had a scuffle with the guards earlier we found your little map and in this map uh it's got you know what this means he's like i don't know look like tiktok or something i mean tic-tac-toe or something TikTok. Sorry, I made a mistake. Uh, you you okay, Rubber? Keep rubbing your eyes. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, it's been menopause. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I think I, you sweating. The uh, the warden says basically like, um, listen, you uh, I know what this is. You might try to act like I don't know, but this is a map of my guards and the change during the shifts in position and all this other shit. So, nigga. Come clean, it's your people. Now, what we obviously we were supposed to think he knew Negan was the one, and especially since that's the area Negan had to scuffle. You thought, and the note fell out of his pocket. Um, and she was like, I mean, the warden was like, Nah, uh, it's one of your people, and I could tell you a man that used to like. I thought you were a leader, but you you seem to be you didn't separate yourself from everybody. You seem to be with them and uh one trying to be one of the people well i'm gonna need you to betray your people and tell me who the fucking did who fucking did this um and negan is like they not my people they fucking hate me which is a true statement i was like i was thinking you have no idea who you're talking to he said other than my wife all these motherfuckers hate me and that's a true statement too and the warden says well be that as it may too bad you the one that's gonna charge to finding out Who's leading the resistance? Or else you won't get to see your wife. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, but they do allow Negan to go into Annie's room. 
And she was in there taking a good ass nap. <laughs> she was sleeping hard. I don't know if it's the pregnancy or the slavery. I don't know. It takes a lot what? out of you. But she was in there. She was not. She was dead to the bed. <laughs> dead to the bed. Dead to the world. And so Negan wakes her up. They exchange a bunch of tender nothings. You know, a bunch of like, oh, I'm going to get out. We're going to get out of here. He's like, oh, my chocolate princess. I'm going to. I'm going to get us out of here and take care of our little swirl, baby. Yeah, they started making jokes. You know, he was like, I he was like, I used to not be shit. She was like, I know. And they, you know, start laughing and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and it's clear that Annie just does not know the horrors of the Negan that he was. Mm-mm. It's just, and maybe that's the only way a person could love him is to yes. not know how evil this nigga was. Because mm-hmm. he's still Jeffrey Dean Morgan, a very attractive man. And there's many a person that would hop you know slide right down that vanilla pole all right they (laughs) just lick all the red off the candy cane and so (laughs) i get how she might you know be down with him but Mm -hmm. it's it does say something that you know he every time he starts talking we as an audience do know so when he's like i know i know men like him like the warden and i used to be him and i'm like oh you was worse than him you was worse than just regular slavery, okay? But uh, at any rate, they basically agree because he won't tell her his whole plan, but she's like, you know, don't get yourself killed and shit. He said, I'm going to get us out of here and I'm going to handle the warden. And she says, if I don't do it first. And I said, I like I like Annie. Yeah, she gangster. That's why she was like, yeah, I might be pregnant, but I'm we're just still going to get these hands. Yeah, I don't like, the, you know, that she keep throwing herself in front of, like... Cause I I know how Negan ain't shit, but it's you know so every time she risks her life for Negan, I'll be like, girl. But uh, you know, I get it, mm-hmm. I get it. She ride or die. Uh, in the sewers, Daryl and Connie get a walkie. They they arrive in the sewers. They get a walkie from Carol that says, "Hey, we we made it into Alexandria too." Maggie and Carol sneak around. Eventually, they get into Carol's old house. They ambush a guard. They knock his ass out. Child's play for our crew. Right? Nothing. Uh, then Maggie and Carol have a heart to heart about having a kid in the Z Pac and Maggie. Now that Herschel's been kidnapped and just how shitty things have been for Herschel in general, Maggie feels like a bad mom and like, should I even have had a kid? Was it selfish? Da da da. And Carol basically says, "Is it selfish that I miss all my dead little kids?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had several of them, and she says, "You know, we out here trying to make the world better, and part of the reason you're doing that is because you got kids. So that's hope." So don't give up. And it's like a cute little moment. And then they hear a disturbance upstairs. Oh, and Maggie has said, you know, she thinks her mom's playing tricks on her because she's like, I just feel like I hear Herschel's voice everywhere, you know. Um, so the next day at the job, Z- the slave job, Zeke warns Negan not to go rogue again. Like you were supposed to hand me that map. Then you yeah, got you beat up. Fucking up the plan. Right. Then you got abducted in front of Tyler's, so he ain't going to work with us. Like, we working I mean, together. I'm out here recruiting, and you fucking up the recruitment plan. And Negan tries to be like, calm down. I got this or whatever. And then uh, and, and, and Zeke is like, what did the warden tell you when they pulled you to the side? And uh, when Negan tries to brush him off, Zeke fucking, like, lets him know, like, nigga, we not friends. Never have, never will be. Yeah, he's like, you don't even fucking know why we're not friends. He was like, you killed uh, Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Benjamin was Henry's brother. That's my son. Mm-hmm. 
and your apologies mean nothing to me. I don't fuck with you. Come on. And As a record label and a crew. You don't deserve to start over. You don't deserve to be a father. You don't deserve, you deserve to be in this prison. And then Negan tells him like, okay. Like he finally kind of pulls of Negan and goes, well, I'm going to be a father anyway. And we don't got to be friends. You do you, I'll do me. And you know what? I'm going to do it for my kid. Which is interesting because we know that the warden's looking for a name to be the traitor. He's empowered Negan to find out who it is. And Negan has now this, Zeke is beefing with him, basically giving him a A voluntary in the name without knowing it. (laughs) Yes, giving him motive. Like he could eat, like Nigga could easily be like, man, I don't like th- this dude. Don't fuck with me. I'll distract everybody by saying he the traitor, and then the rest of us will fucking come up with a plan. But then Negan um, walks off, and in the next scene, we see he's in the warden's office again, and he's like, "I got a name for you," and it's like, "Oh shit, mm-hmm. he gonna tell on Zeke." And I was like, "I, I was." And my thing was, that makes sense, because Zeke out here puffing his chest, and he was like, oh, word. Now, here's the thing, though, Karen. Here's the thing. The warden said he don't go use names. So how am I going to have a name for you? What did it even mean to the warden? You see what I'm saying? That's why I said the name thing's stupid. Everybody need names. Who's the snitch? Okay, I don't want to sound racist. But he's a black guy, about <laughs> five dreads. foot ten. He's got gray dreadlocks. Like it's just, it's just dumb to hold. Don't use names, because <laughs> you know the people are gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then um, at night, all the the slaves are waking in the middle of the night, taken out of their beds. Mm-hmm. Take, they sleeping good. Take it to the windmill in Alexandria. Like they take them in front of the windmill, mm-hmm. and they did some real clever like misdirection here because the guards really grabbed Zeke and Annie like they like grabbed them by like both arms and shit Mm -hmm. and there's probably like 20-30 people but the rest of the people they not really grabbing up on them like that right so it makes you think like oh they he gave them Zeke's name yes sir and so the warden is out there oh we get to see Nabila yes i was like that's what she went i was like when they said they snatched everybody they meant everybody right and it's also very telling that that means in alexandria when the commonwealth took over they separated the parents from the kids yes so even if you was already in there living with your kids they take your kids because the kids weren't even in that room Mm -mm. and it's you know nabila's not just gonna not be around her fucking kids child you know she got a a 50 limb hundred of them right so you know she probably wanted to break but not this way (laughs) great uh so then uh, now imagine they let you see your kids but just not on a daily basis correct that's probably what they do so um basically they uh take you out they took everybody out to the windmill uh negan is already there and the warden says we got a traitor in our midst and it's negan he confessed to being a traitor so he didn't give him zeke's name he gave him his Mm -hmm. name Mm -hmm. uh which how did the warden not already suspect him maybe that was the trick he would thought Negan would name his co-conspirators or some shit. And then mm. I don't know what the, but it, it, they didn't elaborate. I'm giving them a lot of leeway on this. Right. No, cause they didn't say that. Yeah. I yes. think it was literally just a trick to us as an artist to be a misdirection. So we'd be like, Oh, he did turn himself in. Negan has changed his ways. He's still a hero. 
but then um, they say, all right, we're going to kill Negan. But if any of y'all was helping him, this is a get out of jail free card. Just come forward. Of course, no one comes forward because what the fuck? That's stupid. Why would you even say that if it's a get out of jail free card? What? That doesn't make sense. I'm going to out myself. You're going to kill me too. Right. You know, but <laughs> so I like that everybody was like, no, he did it by himself. Um, he just wrote a map for his own uh, education. <laughs> right. So then they're about to kill Negan and Annie breaks free and she does her, you know, I love you. No, not Negan. Y'all just going to let them <laughs> kill my, my baby. Negan. Right. She's still called Negan Negan, by the way. The mm-hmm. fact that she don't call this nigga his first name is I don't know why it bothers me. Hilarious. But it bothers me. I don't know why it bothers me. Like, who calls they? I don't know. Maybe other people do. But uh, maybe it's just because women always call people by they, the by their first name. or And normally they full name and shit because they want to. I do. I do. It's their, I do. Little, it's their little possessiveness that they want to put out into the world to be like, that's my man. Everybody calls him, you know, uh, Slater. But I call him Christian. And, and it's their way of it's their way of saying this is mine okay uh, no, my thing is because i didn't i didn't want all you your dad and your brother are responding my dad and my brother don't be here and they don't and when we out with other people that don't know them they don't know that and you still say roderick it's fine i, I, I do it's just the truth and i'm on to your shit i'm on you to all, my all, shit I'm on to all these women shit. <laughs> so i do no matter where we are i just call you by your i know his name. first name probably like you know Carl Negan or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's Negan Negan. Okay, the chat room saying his name is Negan Negan. Okay, got it. <laughs> Negan, uh, Negan Smith. Smith. Okay. I'm supposed to believe that. Negan Smith. Are y'all serious? That's a basic ass name. I've never met a human being named Negan for a first name. Have have y'all? That's okay, anyway. So that is his first name. Uh so I so I actually I am correct. She called him by <laughs> Gotta keep it a tradition alive. Right. Uh, anyway, so Negan, uh, she's like, I love him. And then he's on his knees prepared to die. They're about to shoot him. And Annie begs for his life to no avail. I love this part, too. Because as much shit as he's done, they wouldn't. But he's not the person they would be like, stop. Don't kill him. Like, he's Negan. And there's no matter what level of like redemption he's had, he's not a too sympathetic of a figure because he's abused all these people. Right. So I actually like that. I mean, it's sad that this black pregnant woman was crying, but I actually like that. Nobody stepped forward. They were like, mm, well, my name is Bennett. Yeah. And also truth be told, I think nigga that prepared for that. Like nigga was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I know nobody's gonna step up for me. I've been a horrible person. And if this is the way I die, so be it because you know, I've done some terrible things. But then Negan looks at the warden defiantly as the warden says to shoot him <clears throat> and the warden stops it. And I think it was literally this look that made the warden go, nah, fuck you. Cause you're ready to die. Mm. And he went and grabbed Annie and said, I'm gonna shoot her. And then he says and the warden says there's no martyrs here you will feel this punishment um and black maternal health still suffering in the z-pop guys okay still suffering tougher out here for black women i clear uh but then negan pleads for annie's life and he's like that wasn't our deal we had a deal and the warden's looking like oh well nigga shoot him 
And then the knee, the the soldier one ninety seven is is part of the shooting um, execution squad. And so Negan says, "What about you? You got a family, right. you know? Like, come on, man, you you can't do this one nine seven or whatever." And then Zeke walks through the firing squad, stands in front of Negan, and between Negan and the firing squad, and he starts telling, you know, everybody starts joining them. And Negan's like, "What are you doing?" He was like, "I don't know." And everybody does all the all the cool all the cool kids do it. Yeah, and it's also one of those things where. Yeah, he might have fell out with Negan and shit like that, and he still don't like him. But also, Neg- also Ezekiel has a heart. Mm-hmm. And Ezekiel's like, this is really fucked up, and I just cannot stand here and just allow them both to get mauled down like this. Like, like I can't do this, you know. And Negan didn't ask him to do that, but also, like I said, he is that type of person, like that hope and change type of person, He's like, hey, can't, we can work this out. Like, you can't just shoot these people like this. But also, this is what they talked about last week. Negan mm-hmm. said he would give Ezekiel a chance to have a spark to give everybody hope. Yes. So this was that moment, and Ezekiel, like, seized upon it and jumped up there to be like, hey, don't don't kill him, you know? And everybody joined him except for, like, you know, the assholes. <laughs> Because it was some people that didn't join. I was counting. I was like, only was, only like our crew just stepped in front of the bullets. Yeah. Oh, and uh, what you call it? The uh, 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 the uh, the dude they was talking to earlier, Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, he was over in the corner. Yeah. So then, um, the the fucking warden's like, oh well, shoot they ass too. <laughs> like you you join the party, okay? Yeah. He was like, I right, hey, I applaud y'all bravery. All right, kill him. But finally, Zeke gets through to 197 because he's like, you don't have to do this. This world is broken, but you don't have to be. Come on, King Ezekiel. And the king voice worked because mm-hmm. 197 pointed his gun at the warden. Then another guard pointed his gun at, the, at, at 197. 197 shoots that dude. The warden takes Kelly hostage because all hell is breaking loose. Mm-hmm. Takes Kelly hostage at, at uh, like gunpoint or knife point or whatever. I think it was gun. Uh, yeah, okay, gunpoint. But he, as he's backing away, he doesn't see Daryl stab him from behind because Daryl has sneaked in there and stabbed him from behind. Um, we also got a short scene I forgot to mention because it was so short and it didn't matter to me. But when they were walking through the, the sewers, Daryl and Connie had a moment where she calmed him down because she was like, I'm scared too or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I don't know. For, the scene didn't really do much for me other than just to say like, you know, don't they have great chemistry and don't we want them to swirl it up? We and the do. answer is yes. Yes. Of course he do. Um, so um, uh, Maggie uh, uh, is in that house with Carol. They hear something upstairs. They go upstairs. It's a guard yelling at Herschel, who is tied up in the chair. And, of course, Carol shoots this nigga right in the head, right away. Boom! I was like, oh. I was like, nobody heard that? Didn't ask about the other kids, nothing. Mm-mm. And then, you know, Maggie gets Herschel and frees him. And then Rosita comes in, because she did say, y'all got one night. <laughs> oh, she was not fucking around. <laughs> she was watching that clock. Oh, time up, time up. Yep. got to go. And she was like, where's Coco? And they was like, she not here. She said, Herschel, where's Coco? I don't know. She said, I'm going to find Coco. And she leaves. Outside, where the warden got stabbed, uh, Negan's about to kill him with a brick. 
But Rosita stops him and says, I need to talk to the warden. Where is Coco? The warden is so evil. I mean, he's like over the top evil. Yes. You know what? The warden is what the governor was in the comic book, if that makes sense. Like, that's ridiculous, just over the top. The warden to me. For no reason. The warden to me is the employee of the month. Yes, employee you know, of the month. He's the person. Dedicated that, to the end. He's the person that works at McDonald's and says, I'm sorry, but it's only two McNugget sauces with the 10 piece. Mm-hmm. If you would like another McNugget sauce, it'll be 23 cents plus tax. That's the warden. Yes. You doing all this for what? Pamela Milton? For the Commonwealth? Like, what What? What are you getting out of this bullshit? They're about to kill you. Mm-hmm. This might be your one chance to live. And he's like, nope, I'll go to the grave with this shit. So she's like threatening him. And he's like, oh, well. And then she goes and gets one of the guards who got killed. Just turned. And that's conveniently turned to a zombie. Like, you know. But but also, like, literally just as she needed it to turn to a zombie, it was like, I'm a zombie. And so she grabbed (laughs) it like a pit bull on a leash. Yes, she did. when, when, When Nino Brown... Uh, had had that meeting. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, she, like, uh, she she ends up um pulling this, putting this, like grabbing the zombie like it's on a leash and threatening with it, like I'll let it eat you if you don't tell me where my kid is. And he's like, you will lose everything. I was like, oh, okay, you don't give a damn, so I don't blame her. And unlike Nino at the Carter, she let the dog sick on him. She she let. She let that zombie eat his face, and he died a screaming, horrible death yeah. as everybody looked on. Shoot his eye and everything. Yeah, it was it was nice and gross. Um, and that's everything that happened in the slavery. Now we just got to do the trial. But I need to put a you know put a beat here so we can get some uh, some money um, for our ads real quick. Mm-hmm. But what did you think about how the warden went out? Uh, it, it was over the top and it's like i don't know what was he a part of a cult or something like that i mean because other than that it literally makes no sense to be that dedicated to the cause like it uh, i mean because the thing is even if it was for power bitch now you don't got the power yeah you so just, i don't understand the, the 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 unrelentless dedication yeah you just work here what are you doing but You're okay just a supervisor Let's get into, uh, like I said, we'll play some music, then we'll come right back and finish this up. Let's get to the last segment. All rise for the people versus Eugene Porter. All rise. Or how to get away with killing Sebastian. (laughs) Come on through how to get away. Pamela Milton is on the stand and she is giving the best white woman tears. It's like she went to Starbucks and they was out of pumpkin spice. And she is like, y'all got some more in the back. I won't speak to a manager. She is talking about her sweet, poor, dead son, Sebastian. Such a good egg. Such a, t- gone too soon. You know, take me with him, Lord. You know. Yeah, she, you, she was getting you that work. She already had the haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then she starts saying how Eugene 
is the one responsible for taking her son from her and she's just editorializing and ad-libbing and it's such a sham trial that the judge allows the statements to stay on the record even though Yumiko objects right uh so then it's Yumiko's turn to ask uh Pamela uh, uh to cross-examine her and she brings up the lottery like what's the lottery about and we see like as she's questioning Pamela, the crowd of people that are witnessing the trial, the people that are, you know, sitting in the pews, they are all on Yumiko's side. Like, they're like, yeah, the lottery is fucked up, and and this we are discontent, and everyone's agreeing with her, but then Pamela says, that wasn't Sebastian's voice on the tape. I know my son's voice. They doctored and altered the tape, and I'm like, with what technology? right it's a tape right and why was he so furious at her like you know because it's not yeah. like he hid his face like he was fucking furious for something to be fake yeah and like well she would say he was furious at the fact that it was fake but to me i'm like they don't have mp3s they, they didn't record this with podcast mics they didn't you know edit you, this so ain't, ain't no ai they didn't do use editing software it's a tape old school like tape. unless somebody got a killer sebastian impression <laughs> a bomb one you know but that was you know she said it was fake and um she was out here like misinformation right F- fake news and so yumiko looks over to mercer who refuses to even make eye contact with her because mm-hmm. we know mercer knows she's crooked um back in his cell during a recess eugene is listening to the people outside the prison and they're all riled up and and he's like hey they're inspired outside you know at least we know it's working like the people like we're getting through to the people and max is like yeah that's the whole point and then you goes like that's not the whole point because you might get through to the people but by the time that happens you're gonna be dead right like you gotta get through to the, we trying to get through the people in the courtroom um the jury and the judge and that's not happening Mm-mm. where you know the crowd is 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 one thing that's about the revolution but what about you know living All right but then eugene gives a speech about how he's prepared to die and he knew this was you know part of what you know what the risk was and yumiko's like nah we can't give up what about mercer he knows about pamela milton we should put him on the stand, get him to join our cause. And Max, she's like, Max, can you talk to him? Yumiko says, Max, can you talk to him? It's your brother. Max is like, mm-mm. Well, Max doesn't say she doesn't want to do it. She says she can't because his guards right. want to allow her near the building, which is something I've been wondering the whole time. When I see Max in the courtroom and then back there talking to Eugene, I'm like, I'm surprised pamela hasn't done something to max i'm not saying she would send her off to slavery or whatever because i know mercer is like her right hand man but i'm surprised she's not confined to like her quarters or something or you know just because pamela seemed that kind of like petty and paranoid and it's also not trying funny it's one of the things where she considers max dangerous but i don't think she considered her quote-unquote that dangerous if that makes sense like she she's not looking at her like she's you know looking at some of the people from that example it's just interesting because she knows max betrayed her mm-hmm. i really feel like if it wasn't for mercer max would be shipped off somewhere agreed um but then um 
uh, Yumiko does go to Mercer's office. He's ordering more troops. Like, give me five more officers to hold off the people. So the people are riled up outside. Mm-hmm. Yumiko asks about Eugene being Max's bae. Like, your sister loves this man. You just gonna let him die. And earlier, Max mentions that I'm sorry, I forgot to mention something. At Eugene's cell, Max mentions that Princess has been abducted. Now, we know this because we saw her, but this is news to the other crew. And so uh, Yumiko's like, well, does Mercer know that Princess got abducted? You know, he crushing on on Princess. Right. And Max is like, I I mean, probably. And then uh, Yumiko's like, we don't know that because the way that Pamela manipulates people, she siphons people off so they don't have all the information right and so they're operating only with what she wants them to know so we don't know if he knows this shit or not that's true so in his office she asked him about princes like you know they kidnapped princes right and he was like yeah i know i'm not gonna lie that blew my mind because i thought like there's some levels to this and that's a level that he would be like okay y'all not kidnapping princes i actually like her but he was like, nah, it's cool. Like, oh, well. Ain't, ain't no big thing. Mm-hmm. And so basically he tells Yumiko, doing your plan where I go on stage, I'll go on a trial and testify against um, uh, testify against Pamela or whatever, it ain't going to work. Like, the people not going to – Eugene not going to win his trial and it's not going to stop anything. So I'm not going to do it. And Yumiko gets pissed and leaves. Because mm-hmm. basically she's like, you fucking coward. So then back to courtroom. The defense is rested. She's giving her clothes. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. The defense is rested. Mercer looks away because he won't testify. And it's because, like, Yumiko's like, they're like, will the defense rest? And Yumiko's looking like, nigga, can I call you to the stand? And he was like, don't look at me. And she was like, okay, fine. Well, then, no. We're resting. Uh, Eugene says, I'd like to address the court. The court allows it. And he gives a speech about how friendship changed him and helped him find courage. And he talks about his time with Negan, uh, Negan's people, the saviors. He calls them a posse that did some downright unseemly acts <laughs> on the rig. Yes, and went through his history, you know, and shit like that. I was like, yeah, Eugene, like, I, I do give you credit. You've come a long way between when you and Abraham to now. What I liked about this was he brought up how basically he was the secret weapon. He was the reason that Rick's people beat the saviors. Uh, I feel like, you know, it's almost like people forget it. But if Eugene doesn't sabotage the the guns. Right. They, they that's a bloody battle with way more deaths. And um, he basically says how, like, he was a coward and he realized that uh, while, you know, while I wasn't the one swinging the bat, I had blood on my hands. My inaction made me culpable. But I proved that one man can do something to change the world. Mm-hmm. And if one man can change the world, it don't takes one person to do that. And the whole time they had the camera on, like, Mercer looking like, like, it was like when you be in church and the pastor is oddly, oddly specific in his fucking sermon. <laughs> Talking directly to you. Right. It's like, and I know you be looking at them 
pornographies. Not the pornographies. That Janet Jackson. Afrocentrics 187. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. How the fuck? <laughs> Was you in the room? What the fuck? <laughs> but uh yeah, he's he says uh but but it we see that Mercer shook, but he doesn't say anything. Right. So uh as soon as Eugene is done talking, he's like, that is all. And they promptly sentenced this nigga to death. I mean Yeah, <laughs> they was like the trial with uh, the people versus Eugene. Eugene, you are found guilty. Not only are you found guilty, we are swift justice. You got an hour, and then you're being executed. They are going to execute him in the hour. They, you can't slow cook ribs that fast. <laughs> you sure can't. They ain't got no death row, okay? <laughs> they got death's dough, okay? They take you straight to the door, <laughs> death. Yes. <laughs> in the like, we don't fuck around. It was like, oh, my God. I said, an hour? Oh, Mike, they don't want no mistakes. What about a retrial? Appeal? Can we get an appeal? Nothing. No. Um, so they're like, you can appeal your ass out of that <laughs> seat and get over here to this firing squad. <laughs> so we get to Eugene being marched out of his uh, cell. He has a hood on, you know, so he can't see. Um, and then the hood is taken off of him. We get a close-up of his face. He's got tears streaming down his face. And we cut to the people that took his hood off and this Mercer standing in front of him and he says time to fuck shit up and for some reason that was the most fucking hilarious thing ever I don't know if it's the way he executed it or what but I just started busting out laughing I was like let's go I was silent for like three seconds and then I started laughing I don't it was like what oh shit this nigga finally ready to do something and, like, and who knows, uh, that may have literally been his plan the whole time. Right. But he was like, I, if I do anything outside of this, I'm fucking up my plan. Right. I, so I can't wait to see if this was, you got through to me with that speech, and y'all kept, y'all making me do the right thing, or if he been like, oh, they took princes, okay, bet. I'm going to let them go through with their little sham trial, and then when it's fucking time for the execution now, we finna flip the script on their ass. Right. We don't know how far his plan goes yet and right. how long he's he, been planning it. Yes, he couldn't tip his hat to anybody because he had he had to let people believe that, Well, it. that's your assumption is that he had this plan for a long time and da da da. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's how true. can you know that it wasn't that Eugene and Yumiko changed his heart? Uh, possibility, yes. I mean, I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. I hope it was a plan. I, I hope you're right, by the way. I hope I hope that it is he was thinking this shit from jump. But I don't, some of the way he be moving, I'll be like, nigga, are you stupid? Or, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you can't, like, also, how you gonna do this plan? You're not gonna rope in, like, some other people you can trust? Because it's just, it's just weird to me, some of the stuff he's, if, if this has been a long-term plan, Either way, welcome to the party, pal. Appreciate you. We glad you're here. Because you was about to go on the coon list, and it was getting real close. It was getting real. Like, this nigga had, what, we got two episodes left? He had two more episodes to figure something out, because I was about to really be like, Mercer might be the biggest disappointment in the show. Yeah, from when the comes, comic book. You're like, Come Not on. even from the comic book. I'm talking about in the show as a character from yes. when he was introduced to what he ends up being. If he's just the right-hand henchman that let Pamela Milton run roughshod over the Commonwealth and also, like, take his bay and also... Because Princess can't never respect this nigga if she survived this shit. Mm-hmm. She see this motherfucker in the streets. It's, it's on sight. Like, fuck that. 
and uh and everybody done gave him all these speeches trying to reach him too like mm-hmm. if he would have really been like sorry y'all i don't know what y'all talking about I, I it would have been bad i would have been like <laughs> fuck this dude so i'm glad that he's starting to show some backbone yeah and i hope that you know we get something next week what are you looking forward to next week i'm looking forward to seeing who is going to change sides because you know something like the guards in the room are with him but it's like how are you going to convince the other guards? I guarantee you, you're going to have a large percentage of them that was like, mm, don't know what the fuck y'all doing. Um, Pamela said do this, and that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see it. I can see it being like all out, just a war. Uh, for me, where are the babies? That's a great where question. Where the fuck are the babies? Are we going to find them babies? Because we got to find them babies. Child, they, they, child, they fuck around you to be the fucked out them up. I, we need to find the fucking babies, man. Coco missing, uh, Judith missing, RJ um, missing, who? RJ, RJ's missing. Um, what's a- Aaron's baby? Aaron's baby, yeah. She baby missing. Girl. Gracie, Gracie. All these babies missing, man. And I'm scared they did something to them or something. But like, hopefully they didn't kill none because I don't think Nabila would be there if they kill her babies, no. or if she even suspected that. And I assume they let you see your baby sometimes. But nigga, they need to find them babies. You know, I'm I'm fucking over the Commonwealth. Fuck them. Um, yeah, and they, no, so. I, I do I do agree with what you were saying about the Commonwealth. How they did a great job with with letting it be more than just a difference of opinion. It's like no, right. this is just fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Now Commonwealth in the in the show better than Commonwealth in the book. Because mm-hmm. in the book, you almost could talk yourself into like, nigga, what? This is fine. <laughs> like, okay, so they got a cast system. I don't know if you read the rest of these issues, but uh, you only got one hand because motherfuckers doing way worse than this. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Uh, until then, uh, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. <laughs>